baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. of our broadcast and I did promise coming up in this hour we are going to delve into some of the stories that relate to the abortion subject and you notice with the exception of the story I shared at the very beginning I have intentionally avoided this story burying it way way down because I believe that uh, there's a lot of um, fatigue about this there is for me but we'll you know I want to make it very clear it's not something that we're going to ignore I want to just make a comment before moving on just about the time that we're in and and this has implications for politics and for spiritual issues I cannot emphasize enough how important it is that we are loving that we are engaged that we put ourselves in a place where we can win people not so much to our side but our goal should, should be to win them to the truth. Whether we're speaking from a spiritual standpoint, with the idea and hope of people experiencing transformation in Christ, or whether it's our political and cultural system where we want to see people embrace the ideas of free markets and capitalism and foundational ideas in the Constitution. There's just one line I came across. I, I I cannot tell you how indebted I am to really two men who have had a tremendous impact in my life in the last 10 plus years. Actually, it's been more like 15. I'm referring to Don Adkin, who lives here in the area, and Steve Crosby. These guys have been genuine elders for me. And the impact has been just enormous I've mentioned to you the thing about Steve Crosby he's a man I consider to be a, to be a prophet and I need to clarify again lest people misunderstand what I mean by prophet it's not somebody who makes predictions but someone who has special insight spiritual insight I think the analogy I like to give in the spiritual realm is that uh, apostles and prophets their work is very valuable apostles are builders prophets a good part of the time are people who help to deconstruct they deconstruct the 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 rubble the trash <laughs> to be able to help us to see the genuine article which is Jesus you know I give the analogy all the time about the house where I live 
when we first looked at the property, there was no house there. There was just a lot of construction material. We were one of the last to have a house built on the street, so there was debris and other stuff that perhaps came from other properties. But what had to happen before the house could be built, the debris had to be removed. This is part of the work of the prophet, to get the debris out of the way so we can clearly see Jesus, so we can clearly see the truth. Steve has a line here that I just absolutely love and appreciate because it, it's, and, and he is the person who gets the credit or the blame for a significant shift in the way I've engaged people in the last few years. Let me just share this one line that he posted in, in Crosby Cafe. Everyone wants the right to be heard without the responsibility of listening well. Let me repeat this again. Everyone wants the right to be heard without the responsibility of listening well. So I've made it a point to listen to people, to listen to their heart, their stories, their experiences, even people I disagree with. I can understand their heart. And see, a lot of times you can really make tremendous inroads in connecting with people, not by agreeing with them, but by someone very clearly grasping that, wow, this person has taken time to care and really listen and understands me, may not agree, but understands me. This is the art of listening well. It's not just listening, it's listening well. See, we've got a world right now where people are clamoring to be heard. We want to be heard. (laughs) Isn't this a lot of what you're seeing and hearing right now? It's people protesting, yelling, screaming. How many of these people really want to listen and understand and understand what really happened last week at the Supreme Court? A lot of them have no idea how the constitutional system is supposed to work. And they don't care to know. But I'm challenging you, don't be one of those people. I want you to be willing even to listen to these loudmouth, obnoxious liberals. Now, I want to be very clear here. (laughs) All within reason. Now, if somebody is just absolutely unreasonable and just idiotic and just spouting off garbage and they don't care to really be understood or to understand, don't waste your time. But I think there are people out there, you listen to them. There can be the opportunity for some very healthy engagement. My life is enriched by it. A little bit later on, if I have time, I'm going to share with you about something that happened to me. Heck, I may as well go into it now. Um, but there's a dear friend of mine. I've known, known this, this person for about a year. And... Uh, Learned recently that he was moving out of town, which was really disappointing us. Like, man, I was hoping to be able to say goodbye. And this friend moved on to Atlanta. 
In fact, last night I sent a text to a good friend, a mutual friend of ours. I said, hey, have you heard anything? Yeah, we just talked today. Oh, okay, that's wonderful. I've not heard a thing. (laughs) I'm condensing a lot of details here. Yesterday evening, I'm in the middle of preparing dinner late, and my doorbell rings. This was just a few minutes after that conversation, that text conversation with my friend about not hearing from this person. Who was at the door? (laughs) Yes, it was my friend who moved to Atlanta and realized the move to Atlanta was a disaster and decided to come back. I was thrilled to death. Perfect timing, too, because I just finished dinner and uh, he was able to join Join me for dinner. We had the most extraordinary conversation. Um, I've learned a lot. Learned a lot. And this is one of the reasons why I so appreciate this friend in the past year. So, uh, I just wanted to share this. Remember this line. Everyone wants the right to be heard without the responsibility of listening well. Let's make it a point to sharpen our listening skills this week. Can we do that? I think we can. I believe you can. (laughs) Stay with us, folks. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. One of the funniest things I love to do is to, I'll post something on social media. I think I share with you the post that I put up about Roe versus Wade on my personal page where I do not put political things, but I just put a clarifying comment and basically appeal to people to be civil. And so I've got this, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, I love this kid to death, but he is just unhinged, full of hate, anger, bitterness, and boy, he's just let loose talking about the Supreme Court decision I always get a kick out of watching watching my other friends kind of take care of business because I I just don't get involved at that point I just let them battle it out it's really funny I, I, I just want you to hear this part of the exchange my friend Dave in Cincinnati preach on Vince some people don't like the truth The person who I won't name here says he's not telling the whole truth. That's the problem with Republicans. Y'all ousted Liz Cheney for not siding with them animals on January 6th. Animals. Okay. So Sam replies, them animals? (laughs) The other person, I said what I said. (laughs) Sam replies, you're crazier and more unhinged than I realized. Good luck with (laughs) that. 
I love this. This is so funny. And he really is unhinged. Just full of hate, bitterness. I, I just don't even bother. I don't. This is an example of just unredemptive conversation. Because my this person's heart is just not open at all. Just not open at all. So don't waste your energy on that. So where was I going to go? Let's talk about the real world and the real challenges that you face and I face right now. Believe it or not, CNN doing some real journalism. And here's the headline for their story. As inflation soars, black Americans bear the brunt of rising grocery, gas, and housing prices. Well, duh. Talks about how many black families bearing the brunt of inflation, prices rising to the highest rates the U.S. has seen in more than 40 years. Researchers say black families will suffer the worst effects of rising inflation because they lag behind their white counterparts in income, wealth, financial savings, and home ownership. This disparity leaves many black Americans without the funds to help offset the rising consumer prices, puts greater pressure on their monthly income. Some economists fear if lawmakers don't act soon to combat inflation, black families may be forced to go without necessities as the threat of another recession looms. William Darity Jr., professor of public policy, African-American studies, economics at Duke University. It's going to be extremely devastating. Do you hear this? People have to make very, very hard decisions about whether or not to purchase medicines or buy food or forego payment of their utilities. It will have harsh effects on people's well-being. Dirty said the nation's wealth gap has made it difficult for black families to maintain financial savings or transfer wealth through generations like many white families have been able to do. He said racist policies like redlining, depriving former slaves of land promised to them, have historically set black Americans behind. I want you to hear these numbers. And it may be difficult for some of you to hear. I want you to put some of the political stuff aside and the grievance mentality aside. According to the Brookings Institute, the median wealth of a white household is 188,200. 7.8 times more than the average black household at 24,100. 2019, the home ownership rate for white Americans, 73%. 42 percent for black Americans. Darity would like lawmakers to implement a federal job guarantee providing a job with dignified wages and safe working conditions to every adult who seeks employment. He's saying this would help to keep black families afloat. I'm not advocating this but I think it's interesting. Do you hear any proposals for anything to help anybody? I mean, look at what's going on right now with this abortion issue. And you're going to hear, if time permits, even so-called black leaders, what are they concerned about? Killing babies. How to kill your baby. 
the ability to kill your baby is a priority, as opposed to economic opportunity. But I want you, every one of you, please, I want you to be empathetic on this issue. Whatever the reason, black Americans, many black Americans are not in a good place. This is not a time to be condescending, nor is it a time to be judgmental. It's a time to be empathetic and part of the solution. How can we all help? From a political standpoint, it's time for Republicans to stand up. I want to hear from Tim Scott. I want to hear from other leaders about how we can solve this energy issue. And how we can get this inflation problem under control. That's the real solution. Now let me tell you what we do not want to do. What's happening out in California, which is absolutely asinine. See, this is the way Democrats work. They increase, they create circumstances that causes price to increase. Like what's going on in college campuses with tuition. And the solution is what? To give people loans. No, that's not the solution. The solution Why don't we take all the financial aid away and make these schools compete? Make school affordable. But this is the way government works. You see what's happening in California? Gavin Newsom, the Democrat-run state legislature, struck a deal late Sunday to send cash rebates to California families to help them afford high gas prices. This is the third stimulus plan California has enacted in less than two years. By the way, you know what the gas price is out there? $6.32 a gallon on average. four ninety nationwide. So now, California households are going to get up to $1,050 to help them afford gas. This is asinine. What you need to do is to get to the root of the problem. Rather than giving people to pay for gas at inflated prices, why don't we work on the supply of oil? That will bring the gasoline prices down so everybody can afford it. That is the solution. Not giving people the the money to pay for gas at inflated prices. These people have no understanding at all of economics. And frankly, they don't care to understand. Such idiocy. You'll hear more of it coming up. Stay with us. Back on the broadcast, this texture, there's more than white and black Americans in this country. How about giving us statistics on other ethnicities, Hispanics, Asian Americans, Native Americans? What are our homeowner numbers and our job numbers? It's a fair question to ask. Fair question to ask here. Vince, most people don't even realize the government is 100% taxpayer funded. So they don't realize a stimulus means just getting some of your own money back. 
<laughs> Isn't this crazy? Here, these people are getting treated like heroes. These politicians, oh, they're giving me money. No, they're giving you some of your own money back. I mean, it's scary, isn't it? Speaking of scary, I've waited until the last segment to air this bilge, and it is bilge. And I have to say I'm embarrassed that in this segment, okay, I know there are going to be people who are going to be all over me for this. But I'm embarrassed that every single one of these clips is from a black woman. I really am. These are, and sadly, this is so typical of black liberal women. They're just full of hate, vitriol. And I'm talking mainly politicians. I'm not saying this of regular people. But this is what I'm seeing in the political system. One of the lightning rods for this entire matter of Roe versus Wade has been Justice Clarence Thomas. Oh my goodness, they absolutely abhor Clarence Thomas. You want to know how much they abhor him? Well, let's listen to Lori Lightfoot. Um, this woman, I have no idea how she became mayor. She is, I mean, honestly, this is one of the dumbest women on the planet. But listen to the bilge that she was putting out on the Roe versus Wade decision and Clarence Thomas. Listen up. Now we know what happened with the Supreme Court yesterday. And if you read Clarence Thomas' concurrence, he said, thank you, Clarence Thomas. You hear that? Just angry, bitter. By the way, what was censored was her saying F Clarence Thomas. Just charming, isn't it? There are things I'd love to say about Lori Lightfoot, but I'm going to take the high road and just tell you this woman, she really needs an examination to determine the depths of her mental health issues. She really does. And then we have more attack, more attacks on Clarence Thomas. This one on The View. I, I was listening to another broadcast where they referred to The View as the coven. <laughs> I think that's a very appropriate description. Um, one of the things, and I think you know by now, that Clarence Thomas is on record in his opinion regarding Roe versus Wade of saying, there needs to be an opportunity to revisit rulings related to same-sex marriage and even contraception. Here is Whoopi Goldberg responding to this on The View. Listen up. As Clarence Thomas is signaling, mm -hmm. they would like to get rid of contraception. Mm -hmm. Do you understand, sir? No, because you don't that's have to crazy. use it. But that's crazy. Well, you better but hope Clarence. that they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife oh. who happens to be white. And you better hope That's that nobody sick. says, you know, well, you're not in the Constitution. You're back to being a quarter We're of back a person. Because that's not going to work either. This is so sad, just full of ignorance. And one of the issues they're also talking about addressing possibly maybe reopened 
same-sex, not same-sex marriage, in addition to same-sex marriage, but interracial marriage. Can we just call this out for what this is? The truth is, there are a lot of people who resent the fact that Clarence Thomas has a wife who is white. And I dare say, and I'm just going to say it, there's a whole lot of freaking racism in the black community. And on this subject, there are a lot of black people who resent the idea of Clarence Thomas with a white wife. You know, some of you folks, you know who you are. You're out complaining about racism, and you have conversations, talking behind people's backs. Oh, yeah, so-and-so likes white women. Let's be honest, folks. Let's be consistent. This is nothing but pure hatred. That's what it is. And if that's not enough, there's yet more. How about Maxine Waters? She was out some demonstration expressing words of defiance. Let's listen to Aunt Esther. Listen up. You see this turnout here? You ain't seen nothing yet. Women are going to control their bodies no matter how they try and stop us. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. And if they think black women are intimidated or afraid, they got another thought coming. Black women will be out in droves. We will be out by the thousands. We will be out by the millions. We're going to make sure we fight for the right to control our own bodies. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello, young girls. No, you're not fighting. You're fighting for yourself. This is sad. I, I just thought I'd give you a picture, and it's unfortunate I do this near the end of the broadcast, of just the level of, frankly, mental illness. These folks are disturbed, deeply disturbed. May God give millions of people the grace to turn these loudmouth, obnoxious women off. Please. Oh, my goodness. Final stretch of the broadcast. Over on the text line, definition of racist, Maxine Waters. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. On Esther. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. We've got some whacked out people with power in this country. I might need to rethink my idea of not denying people with mental issues their gun rights. <laughs> yeah, you might have to uh, rethink that. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. So, Bernie, how are you today? Oh, Vince, I'm pretty good, sir. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. good. We have a total here of uh, nine questions for you. Don't be intimidated. Right. Hopefully these are pretty easy. 
We begin in 1887 with probably the most popular soft drink on the planet. The syrup for it was patented in 1887. With the, what, are you asking for the syrup? What is the name of the drink? Oh, Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola is absolutely correct. Yeah. Patented in 1887. We touched on this yesterday on the start of this. But in 1949, the last American combat troops came home from this continent. Not continent, but came back from this, uh, I guess you can say country. This conflict where we sent them, where was it? You said 1949? 1949. This would be World War II, uh, Germany? No, this oh. would be Korea. Oh, my gosh. Remember, this is from off. yesterday. Yep, yep, yep. That's why I gave that very important clue. Mm. 1953, the very uh, definition of muscle car. The very first car of this type was assembled in Flint, Michigan. This was my sister's dream car for many, many years. Sports car. Is it? It's Ford, correct? No, it's not. Oh, is it Chevy? I believe it is. Chevy Corvette? Corvette is the correct answer. You said Michigan. I'm not sure why that made me think of Ford. Yeah. But that's where a number of automakers are. So it's automaker country. 1969. This is not something you'd probably very be very familiar with. But uh, this riot took place in New York City's Greenwich Village. Do you know what they were called? I do not. This was the Stonewall Riots. Stonewall. Which is one of the, thought to be, one of the big events in the beginning of the modern gay rights movement. 1971, the Supreme Court overturned the draft eviction conviction of this prize heavyweight fighter. Very popular heavyweight fighter. Who Muhammad was it? Ali. Muhammad Ali is correct. 1972, we talked earlier about Korea. This was yet another quagmire we got pulled into. Nixon announces no new draftees will be sent to this conflict in 1972. What was it? 1972. Um, that wouldn't be Vietnam, would it? Vietnam right. is the correct answer. Yep, yep, yep. 1997, another boxing question. This person bit off a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear during a fight. Oh, Vince. Who Mike, was this? Mike Tyson. Mike, Mike Tyson, Tyson did this. Is <laughs> 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 that from Living Color? Is that where you got no, that from? No, um, from The Office. You ever watched The, the Office, Office before? I have never watched that show. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, never would be able to air today, I don't think, with some of the jokes that they make. But uh, a very funny show. I enjoy it. Times have changed, for sure. Yeah. Uh, 2006, some people might in, might question the intelligence of the people who buy this car. This is a big hint. But they are known as this type of car. They arrived in America in 2006. What are they called? <sighs> oh, no. That was a big hint. Some would question the intelligence. In fact, there are a lot of memes about this of these vehicles running into squirrels and the squirrels um, escaping unharmed. Mm. It's not Tesla, is it? Smart car. Smart car. That would make sense. The intelligence 
hint that you gave me there. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. 2007, we were certainly glad to see this. One of the most beautiful birds out there removed from the threatened species list. It's uh, a national symbol for the United States of America. What is it? What is the bald eagle? The bald eagle. You're absolutely correct. You did pretty well with this list. Yeah, not too bad. Um, I think, what was it? Uh, maybe three or so out of nine it's, that you missed. It's not bad at all. I'll take it. Well, let's go out of this world for a bit. And you know that some of these missions that we've sent people into space, they've been able to bring things back. Well, this headline is really bizarre. U.S. News reporting NASA saying, give us back our moon dust and cockroaches. Yes, I did say that. They have asked Boston-based RR Auction to halt the sale of moon dust collected during the 1969 Apollo 11 mission that had subsequently been fed to cockroaches during an experiment to determine if the lunar rock contained any sort of pathogen that posed a threat to terrestrial life. The material, a NASA lawyer said in a letter to the auctioneer, still belongs to the federal government. So this material from the experiment, including a vial with about 40 milligrams of moon dust and three cockroach carcasses, you know how much they want for this? $400,000. Oh, my gosh. $400,000. Is that not crazy? By the way, it's been pulled from the auction block. NASA wants moon dust and cockroaches back, even though they are dead. <laughs> That's all the time we have, folks. Thank you for joining us. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 